Thank you, choir, and, and thank you, uh, friends, for joining us today. We have friends from the Conejo Valley Youth Orchestra, friends of the Conejo Valley Youth Orchestra, I should say, um, joining us in worship this morning with Alex and their team. So thank you all for playing with us and, and being here to lead us in, in worship this morning. It is a blessing to have you with us. This morning, we are continuing our, our series on stewardship, where we're looking at what it means to be a church with deep roots and a wide reach. So we give of our time, our talent, and our treasure because we follow a generous God who has given so much to us, so much to, to all of creation. And last week we talked about how if we want to be good stewards of our time, our talent, uh, or of our time, excuse me, we have to be intentional with, with how we, we think of our time, how we use our time. So I encourage us to, to spend some time during the week to be, to be filled with the Spirit, to be intentional with to be intentionally thankful and to submit to one another out of reverence of Christ. A while ago, I was doing some some reading about time management and read that most of us spend uh, at least, well, hopefully, uh, two minutes a day brushing our teeth. Two minutes a day, twice a day brushing our teeth, or we should. We should spend two minutes twice a day brushing our teeth. So if you do the math, that's about two hours a month, about 24 hours a year, one full day of brushing your teeth. But you can't just brush your teeth consistently for 24 hours and say, I'm good for the year, right? Anybody try it? You, no, you can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. So much of being a good, a good steward is, is setting up routines, is setting up routines with our, our time. This morning we're building on that concept of being intentional with our time by asking how we're being intentional with our talent. How we're using the gifts that God has uniquely gifted each one of us with for God's kingdom. God has given each of us certain gifts. We're all, all wiredly, wired differently. We have different strengths. So something that comes naturally to you isn't going to come naturally to me. I, I can't pick up I can pick up a guitar, but I can't play anything else. Um, uh, you know, I can't play the organ. I, I can kind of sing enough to get me in trouble. Um, but we all have different, different skills, different talents, and we've all been gifted with unique talents. And we need to be intentional with how we use them. Our second scripture reading today comes from 1 Peter 4. And, and typically, when we read Paul's letters, like we read earlier from 1 Corinthians, we tend to accept that they are addressed to specific churches, right? So Corinthians is addressed to the church in Corinth. It's not a, not a trick, right? Um, but Peter's letters, they're more, more general. They're more to a, kind of a, a broader audience. Maybe a way to think of it would be this way. Paul's letters would be addressed to the church in Westlake Village or the church in Thousand Oaks. Peter's letters would be addressed to Christians in all of California. So that might be a, a way to think about how they're a little different. Paul might be considered to, to be a little more wordy. And Peter tends to be fairly direct and to the point. Generally, Paul tends to write about keeping faith, and, and Peter kind of focuses on this tangible hope. Christ is coming again. Let's hold on to that hope. And in Peter's mind, Christ is coming very soon. And so as we read Peter, we need to kind of read it through that, that lens. And this part of the epistle, he's addressing the transformation that happens when a person commits to following Christ. So a person commits to following Christ, something happens. 
And here's what it is that happens. It's, we move from death to life, from careless to, to careful, from purposeless to having a purpose. Then, then he writes this. I think. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Like good stewards of the manifold grace of God, serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Remember I said direct, not quite as long as what Ed read earlier. Let's join together in prayer. Holy God, we thank you so much for your scriptures and for the opportunity we have to open them together. Lord, we ask that you'd give us ears to hear what you have for us this morning, and I ask that you'd take my words and use them for your kingdom. We pray these things in your name. Amen. So we are going to have a little bit of of fun this morning. I want everybody to hold up their bulletin. Everybody hold up their bulletin. In your bulletin, there is a square that looks like this on the first inside cover. It says, participate in worship. How many of you have already doodled something there? Anybody already doodled? Okay, nobody's doodled something there. So we are, we are going to do uh, one of two things in that, that, that box. You should have something to write with in front of you in, in, in the pew. And um, you're going to do one of two tasks. Thanksgiving is coming up. So you can choose to draw a turkey in that box. You can choose to draw a turkey in that box if you would like. Advent is also right around the corner. So you may choose to write three words that come to mind when you think of Advent. So you're doing one of two things. You're drawing a turkey or you're writing three words that come to mind when you think of Advent. Is that, is that clear? Do we get it? So draw a turkey, words that come to mind, When you think of Advent, you've got a minute. Go. All righty. It's not a test. You don't have to pick up your pencil. You can keep writing during, during, during the sermon. Um, how many of you drew a turkey or at least started drawing a turkey? It says something about you, you know. I don't know what it says about you. How many of you wrote three words about Advent? All right, so this morning we are talking about the use of our talent. And as a church, one of our hopes is that we would be a community that would provide space for you to use those talents. So if you drew a turkey... This Tuesday, this Tuesday at 4.30, we are having a Thanksgiving box decorating party. And if you drew a turkey, you are halfway there. From 4.30 to 5.30, we are going to be decorating the boxes that we use. A part of the tradition of our church is that that every uh, Sunday before Thanksgiving, we pack boxes as an act of worship. We pack boxes with food for those in our community who need food over Thanksgiving. And so we'll be doing that the Sunday before Thanksgiving, but we need to decorate those boxes. And if you're a better artist than I am and drew a turkey, then you you should be here for that. And if you wrote words about Advent, Advent starts the Sunday after the Sunday before Thanksgiving, the following Sunday. And, And you can sign up on the patio today to write a piece for our Advent devotional. You're already three words into it. You've already begun, which is good because you have five days to finish. Um, so if, if you're interested in those things, you can you can sign up out uh, out on the, the church courtyard to do that today. 
Whenever I read the passage that, that Ed read from 1 Corinthians, the one where Paul reminds the church in Corinth that, that it's one body with, with many members, my mind automatically turns to times when someone in my family or, or me myself have been sick or, or hurt. When one of my kids is sick, let's be honest, it impacts the whole household. Everybody changes because this one person is sick and our, our, our whole house is affected. And a couple of years ago when, when Haley broke her arm skateboarding, my wife broke her arm skateboarding right before we started here at, at WPC, it had an impact on everybody in our family too. We all had to adjust. We all had, not because we all broke our arm, but because one of us broke our arm, our whole family had to adjust. Most of us have heard of Paul's metaphor at some point in our lives, and a lot of us can relate to it because it's, it's tangible. It's something that's, that's tangible. We understand the imagery of, of one body with, with multiple parts because we've all been on a team. We've all been in an orchestra. We've all sung in a choir. We've been in an organization where everyone has different skills or tasks and works together toward a common goal. But Paul touches on this idea, I shouldn't say, but Paul does touch on this idea in each one of his letters. Christ's body isn't full of only eyes or ears, of Jews or Gentiles, of young or old. In his mind, it all looks the same. If we all look the same, coming from similar backgrounds, we are incomplete. And here he says, now you, church, are the body of Christ. And each one of you is a part of it. In Romans 12, he takes it a, a step a step further. He says, you belong to one another. You belong to one another. Now, in, in churches today, when we, we toss out the, the phrase church membership, we, we almost kind of do it, I won't say flippantly, but we do it without considering what, what belonging actually looks like. I mean, we, we all have so many different groups that we belong to. Social clubs, philanthropy groups, school groups, sports teams, work associations, political parties. What makes being a part of a church any different than being a part of, of those groups? What, what makes it any different? Usually when we think of belonging or membership, and, and, and for the, the church... That, that's a part of it. They're, they're similar in some ways. But for Paul, being a member of the body of Christ means you are a living and active organ or limb of the body. He kind of takes that belonging step and says, no, it's, it's deeper than that. There's, there's more to it. You have a function. And there's no such thing as a, a member or a part of the body who doesn't contribute or sits idly and watches the rest of the body do the work. In my mind, this is where churches today need to see a shift in the way that we think about membership. Everyone here has a role, everyone here belongs, and everyone has something to give. The only way we're going to be a church that, that successfully invites people to follow Jesus on a journey of faith and service, which is the vision that we introduced last week, is if every single one of us does our part. Belonging to WPC, and, and I'm not just talking about in the formal church membership piece. Belonging to this community, being a part of this community, doesn't mean that you just associate with this church 
or that you, you come and consume a, a church service every Sunday morning or a, or a program during the middle of the week. It means that you have a part to play. You have a function, a God-given role. And our entire church body depends on you living into that role. So choir, it's always dangerous when I turn around. You have a function to play. You have a, a part to play in, in the ministry of our church. And I, I am so grateful that you lead us every Sunday in worship. And not just because I'm, I'm a pastor here, but because you lead me in worship. I need you. I need you to fulfill that role. It might sound crazy, but, but, but I, I depend on the choir to use their gifts. They benefit my, my faith. There are all kinds of other groups in this church that we could say that about, by the way. I'm not, I'm not just picking on the choir. There are all kinds of other groups in this church that, that do a lot to make us who we are. And I'm grateful for each of those groups. The way we function together as a church, as one body and many members, is a direct reflection of the stewardship of our time, talent, and treasure. So what would it look like for us here at WPC to take Paul's words in 1 Corinthians and and Romans seriously? What would it look like for 100% of us to have a place to use our talent? Peter is pretty straightforward in how he answers that, that question. He flat out says that the way we use our gifts has to do with how we understand how we dispense God's grace. I love this this translation, the New English Bible translation of this verse. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others like good stewards dispensing the grace of God in its varied forms. A couple weeks ago when we started the series, I talked about how in, in Greek the word for stewardship literally means to manage or, or to, to administer. So our task, our task as the body of Christ, our primary role as a church is to administer or manage or dispense God's grace to the people who we see along our journey. So when you belong to this community here or any Christian church for that matter, That is what you're signing up for. Think about that for a moment. You have a role in dispensing God's grace. I have a role. We we all have a role in dispensing God's grace. You're not signing up to simply be Presbyterian or, or affiliated with Westminster Presbyterian Church in Westlake Village. You're becoming a part of a body that has one primary job. Your task, my task, is to show God's grace to everyone we meet. Peter writes that God's grace is shown in a variety of forms. Uh, Not all of us are meant to preach. Some of us are. Not all of us should teach Sunday school, but some of us should. Not all of us have the gift of administration or the gift of hospitality, but some of us do. When Peter's writing this letter, it's it's to the churches in in modern-day Turkey, and and most likely these churches were were established by the time he wrote their letter. He had been there. They had been there, I should say, for for quite some time. They had their routines. They they had gotten in a routine of how they did church. And and Peter's kind of saying, hey, we we need a little bit of a course correction, a bit of a a wake-up call. So he says, don't get too comfortable Have a clear mind, love one another, show hospitality. 
be dispensers of God's grace. He gives them two examples of how stewardship of, of talent looks. He writes, if you speak, do so as one who speaks the very words of God. And if you serve, do so with the strength that God provides. Now that, that word for serve literally means as you administer, as you minister, as you're a part of ministries. So we could almost read it as if you're involved in a ministry or a church program of any kind, do so with the strength that God provides. Usually when we think about gifting, we think about the ways we're naturally talented, the things that come easily to us. We think of a, a football team having different positions or of a staff of employees with, with different types of training to fit certain needs. And Peter is not challenged the, challenging that idea, but, but he is saying, look, if you're, you're being a good steward of the talent that God has given you, if you're being used to dispense the grace of God, it needs to stretch you a bit. You needed to be able to depend on God in order to dispense God's grace. They're connected. It's the image we see of, of Moses, right, arguing with God when he's first asked to set his people free in Egypt. Who? Me? I'm not a good speaker. I, I, I can't do that. I can't lead. Moses had to rely on God's strength, to rely on the reality that God had a plan for him if he was going to do God's work. Even though he was a gifted leader already, he couldn't do it on his own. And everything that Moses did pointed back to the God who had given him the talent in the first place. Now, sometimes we're, we're afraid to step out and use our gifts because we don't think they fit or because we don't think we have the exact skill set. Sometimes it's just plain scary. And the truth is, anytime we participate in what God is doing in the world, it is going to stretch us a bit. It's going to be a little scary. It's all a part of that establishing deep roots with a, a wide reach. So last week, I left us with the challenge of, of being intentional with the time. I, I invited us to, to take inventory of how we spend our hours and how we, we spend our days. And this week, I'm encouraging us to take a similar type of inventory. Take inventory of, of your gifts and how you are using your talent for God's kingdom. Our time and our talent, they go hand in hand with one another. You have a role to fill. I have a role to fill. None of us can sit idly. So as you're filling out your calendars and trying to be intentional with your time, maybe the prayer to pray is, God, how do you want me to use the talent that you've given me? How do you want me to dispense your grace? Maybe it's waking up every morning and just saying, God, how do you want me to dispense your grace today? And if you're struggling to find that place, I am more than willing to talk with you about it, to figure out what that looks like. John is more than willing to talk with you uh, and find that place. It could be decorating a Thanksgiving box. It could be writing an Advent devotional. Or maybe it's being a part of our, our children's programming as we figure out the future of our, our children's programming. Or helping to decorate the sanctuary for Christmas. There are a lot of opportunities to plug in. If you, if you need some help with finding where you might fit, you can talk to John, you can talk to me, you can talk to 
to any of us. There are all kinds of opportunities to serve either here at WPC or outside the walls of our, our, our church community as well through our mission partners, and we would love to connect you with them. Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you for the opportunity you, you give all of those who, who follow you to partner with what you're doing in the world, for the chance to be the vessels who get to dispense your grace throughout this world. Lord, we ask that you'd help us to find those places that you have called us. We pray these things in your name. Amen.